You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hey team, welcome to this very exciting episode. I am here with uh, the amazing Katie Weber. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to see you and kind of meet you for real. I know. It's, I, I feel like we are definitely like Insta friends. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting to sit here and talk with you is, uh, is exciting. I've been excited. I'm very grateful you're here. Um, the podcast, we're only, this is just episode number five. And the feedback we are receiving is wow, it's so nice to hear people talk about their journey with food and fitness and just body journey in general and not feel so alone. And I'm like, that is the goal. Like that is the reason why we created this podcast. So you were definitely at the top of the list to have on. Um, And I can't wait to talk about all the things. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, um, I don't know. I have found a lot of support myself in just sharing my, my journey and, you know, kind of the, the path that I'm on. And, um, you know, for me as well, hearing that so many others deal with, you know, we, we, we're all, we're all dealing with a lot of similar issues. So, um, it's nice to feel support and community like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, well, two things. I want to talk about how I initially met you, which I I've told you, and I know that you um, are kind of like, I don't know if I remember that day, but I do because um, of my journey as a performer, it is um, just stamped in my head. So for listeners, since we're on the Broadway Podcast Network, this seems like a great little tidbit. So, well, how old did you tell me your daughter is? She is four and a half. Okay. And she was, this was like, she was a baby, baby. I remember three weeks ago and like, I was like, okay. (laughs) I had literally given birth three weeks before we were, so we were at an audition. Yep. So I get called in to an audition for Natasha, Pierre, Comet, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) literally they're like, okay. And I was with Broadway dancers, triple threats like you, and then a ton of character women like me. And they start teaching the combination and you can see every woman like me, just like, what the hell are we doing here? I literally watched women whom I knew 
go up to the table and take their headshot and walk out the room. <laughs> they were like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm so, but for whatever reason, I was like with a new manager. I had finally gotten an agent after all these years. I was like, I'm just going to stick it out. So they're like, great, we're going to partner, partner you up. And I knew who you were, but I didn't know you. I just, from friends and friends and friends. So we get partnered up and I was like, I'm with this woman who can kick her face in her sleep. And I can't even do a time step. And I'll <laughs> never forget, they started teaching the combination and you looked at me and you were like, and I said, I'm really sorry you got stuck with me. I have two, I don't, and you were like, I don't care. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even, I look back at that. I can't even believe that I went. I I must've been like so high on hormones Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I had my, my child, I literally gave birth three weeks before that. And I, I think I showed up no, I, I, I had a nursing bra on. You, I you made fully, some comment. You're like, I've got nursing boobs in your face. Just so yeah, you know. I had a nursing bra on and I wore, you know, the tightest leotard that I could find just to like have some support. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was like that combo was crazy. It was like jumping around, kick, you know, high kick, high kick, like just squat to the floor. It was insane. <laughs> and Um, And I do remember that. And, you know, I remember that it was nice because we just kind of like, we're like, let's just, let's just get through this. Yeah. I went to work after that was at that point in my life, I was working at Mark Fisher Fitness. That's where I worked for about five years in New York before I moved to LA. I remember just walking into the weight training room where a bunch of my colleagues were working out on like a afternoon where there was no classes. And I was like, you guys, I just had the craziest audition and I can't believe I had to squat to the floor and couldn't do it because I squat every day, all day. Anyway, that's how we met. And here we are five, five years later. um, And I want to talk to you. So there's been major pivoting on all fronts in the world. A lot of people we both know have done so many different things in the last year and a half. And um, you have published, self-published two amazing cookbooks. (laughs) Thank Um, you. I want to hear all about the cookbooks and I want to hear from like idea to implementation. Yeah. So basically, you know, I started sharing, we, we can, we can dive deeper into this maybe a little later, Mm -hmm. but I, um, you know, I've kind of been on a a food body health, uh, journey the past, I'd say five years. I really struggled. I really struggled growing up and all of that. Um, just with being obsessed with my body and, and things like that. And I ended up um, adopting kind of a plant-based lifestyle about five years ago when I was pregnant and um, about to have a baby. And I just, I just wanted to make a change, honestly, for my baby because I knew I'd be nursing and um, I, I didn't want a crying baby all the time. So I thought, well, it starts with me. And um, anyway, and I started eating plant-based, which I, or actually I I went, I was strictly vegan at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was great for me for a minute, but then it became, you know, kind of obsessive again. But anyway, it, it really inspired me to get creative with making simple, healthy food that, that really satisfied me and comforted me, but that I could kind of whip up and grab and, um, and I, I started sharing my food and on Instagram right. and I couldn't believe that people were like, Oh, I love watching you cook. Or I, I made the same, you know, you inspired me to make X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, really? Wow. And then 
shortly before the pandemic, uh, somebody who, who I don't actually know personally, but somebody who, who, um, follows me and, you know, we, we communicate a lot on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, if you made a cookbook, I'd be the first person to buy it. And I was like, Oh, a cookbook, like, Oh, that wouldn't that be fun? You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Then all of a sudden, you know, I find myself pandemic. I I'm normally in the Tina Turner musical on Broadway and all of a sudden I have, I have time that I've never had before. Um, which of course is a blessing and a, and a curse. Um, and I had all this kind of creative energy in me that I'm not getting out the way I'm used to. And I thought to myself, well, what if I did do a cookbook? And I Googled, you know, how do you, how to self-publish a book? Yeah. And it turns out there are, you know, quite a few resources for that. And you can, you know, via Amazon, you can self-publish a book and they print on demand. And, um, you know, it, it's saying it like this makes it sound like it was, oh, you know, walk in the park. Um, <laughs> right. There, it's, it's such a learning process. There's such a learning curve. Um, but I, I honestly, I kind of thought about it and then I just pulled the trigger and I announced on Instagram that I would, I was going to do a cookbook. And I did that to hold myself accountable. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh shit, I got to do a cookbook. What am I going to put in my cookbook? What am I going to call it? What's what, you know, I have to have photos, how I don't, you know, anyway, ended up, you know, I bought a nice camera. I took every photo along with my husband who, who kind of knows his way around the camera more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we did everything here in the kitchen during the pandemic and, you know, uploaded it to, to uh, the Amazon publishing. And the next thing you knew, I had, I had a tangible book in my hands that I made. Uh, and, and yeah, and, I, and my goal was to sell. I thought, you know, what if I sell 100 copies? You know, like I was really, that was like aiming really high for me. Um, and, and, it, and well, I, I actually don't have like an actual number, okay. but it's been thousands of thousands and thousands of copies. Oh um, yeah. And, and then I, it was a fall themed book. So then I was like, well, then I got to do a spring summer themed book. Yep. So now, um, now I have two books. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a little plug. So the first one's called fall for you. Yes. Correct. Um, and second is Somerset. Um, I did the 10 day fall for you reset. Um, is that what I call it? The reset? Do you call it the reset? Well, there's, so there's the reset, which is also like another, it's kind of a, that was just a a mini book. Yeah. Like the down. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I had that. Um, and I was, I loved it because I'm a foodie. I love exploring food. And the reason why I'm so like crushing on this book thing that you did is because over the years with my fitness coaching and um, my health coaching practice, I too have shared a lot of food stuff and people are like, when are you going to do a cookbook? I was like, that's a lot of work. Like I don't even have my recipes written out, you know? Yeah. And um, so it was so inspiring to watch you do that. And what I loved about doing your 10 day reset is that I love learning about food and I know a lot about it, but like there's certain things I just don't use that often because it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to buy it, am I going to use the whole thing or not? And it just forced me to kind of learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I have some new things in the pantry, in the fridge all the time. So I love that kind of thing. 
And that's what I say to my coaching clients. I was like, if you want to try a reset or if you want to try a food delivery thing even, right? Mm -hmm. What if you approach it through the lens of discovery, Mm -hmm. learning something new, combing in new things into your repertoire Mm -hmm. versus this is going to help me lose weight? Absolutely. It's always for me when people ask for advice about, you know, whether it's losing weight, whether it's, I just need to eat more vegetables or anything like that. I, everything is within your mind, you know, like, so I really think that with taking the approach of, I am adding things into my life. I am adding all these vegetables into my life. I'm adding these ingredients. And it doesn't mean that you have to be you know, like the reset is, is vegan and gluten-free. It doesn't mean that you have to do it exactly like that. And if you don't do it, it's, you know, it's worth nothing. It doesn't, that's my approach is that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, if you want to, if you want to add those things in and have your chicken that you love, like then, then do that. It's, it's really about like, trying to see what works for you in a manageable, attainable way that you can commit to feeling your best. Yeah. And you know, the saying goes like when you, when your approach is all or nothing, that's exactly what you get. Absolutely. And you never let, you never get to the middle and life is in the middle. Absolutely. You have to have wiggle room and you have to have, um, you know, I, I especially, well, men and women, but I really, you know, I'm a woman, so I can speak for, for us. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we have so many shifts just, you know, just in a month, just in a cycle, you know, you need different things at different, on different days, at different times of the day, you know, depending on what you're doing with your life and your stress level and and what season it is and all of those things. So you have to be able to budge and, and go with the flow, you know? Yeah. I remember for me, um, it's been about 10, it was about 10 years ago. I, I had started losing weight on my own and lose it, gain it, lose it, gain it, worked out more. And then I became a client of Mark Fisher and I worked out as a client ninja for a year and a (laughs) half or two. And then he approached me and asked me if I wanted to work there. And I was like, yeah, you mean at the front desk, right? Like clearly I'm not trainer material. And he's like, no, 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 no. Trainer. I think that you would be a great teacher. I think people will identify with you and your journey, blah, blah, blah. So in that time frame is when I started to really kind of shift my relationship with food. Um, and like I was physically seeing my body in the way I wanted it to be, but I wasn't feeling my best. So I enlisted a coach and I got my own health coach. And I remember she said, and she was life-changing for me too, the combination of like a community-based fitness and a health coach to like help me reframe my relationship to food was my game changer. But she said to me, I think for some of us, not all of us, if we want to change our relationship with food, we may need to actively get into a relationship with food, like Mm -hmm. pick it up, explore it, cook it in new ways, like really learn. And that's Mm -hmm. not for everybody. Other people are like, I do takeout. I do healthy takeout. I do food. Fine. But for me, the shift was learning how to prepare in a way that I liked how it tasted and how it made me feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree, you know, getting connected with your food in that way is so important. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's shift a little bit. Um, let's talk a little, uh, a little bit about, you, had, you said earlier, like I think we'll come back to this. Um, 
that relate that journey, the mm-hmm. younger version of you, how you felt in your body, how it shifted, how you feel now, and like how this version of you kind of cares for that former version of you. Yeah. So I I think about myself as a kid and a you know especially really a, a teenager. Um, I, but but even even early when I was a kid, you know, eight years old, nine years old, I remember getting positive attention based on, oh, your stomach is so flat or something, you know. And I immediately thought that, well, that's important, you know, mm-hmm. that's important for me to have a flat stomach. And and also I started dancing at age three. So you're in the mirror, you are, you know comparing yourself to other people's bodies. Um, and I also, you know, my, my mother, who is a a wonderful, wonderful woman has, um, has some major deep rooted, um, struggles when it comes to body image because she was an obese child and she lost a hundred pounds when she was a teenager. Wow. And my mother is, strikingly beautiful. I mean, it's, she's 70 now and, you know, she can't go anywhere without people telling her how beautiful she is. She's stunning. Um, but she, you know, she was kind of mistreated by people and by her mother when she was a, a, you know, a, a overweight kid. And then she lost this weight and it was like, you know, and then she became lovable, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think she was so concerned. Um, She she wanted to to keep me safe from that. And so it was very important for her to give me a message that thin is beautiful Mm -hmm. and thin is worthy and thin is lovable, you know, not, maybe not in those words. and And she probably doesn't even, she probably didn't even really mean to, but, but it became, um, an obsession for me. So I just pretty much as a kid and a teenager, I, you know, I would wake up and I would pinch my stomach or pinch my arms or, or look at my butt in the mirror or anything and just go, you know, but I also loved food and was obsessed with food. And I would use food as a way to reward myself or, to, to be a rebel or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sneak things or, um, or whatever. And then, and then I would feel like, Oh, I have a dance competition coming up and I feel like I, I'm a little, you know, heavier than I normally, you know, you know, heavier, what bloated. I don't even know what that right. means. You know, I've never been like a heavy person. Um, and then I'd be like, well, that's fine. I just won't eat for the next couple of days. You know, I'll have some cottage cheese when I'm famished and then we'll call it a day. And then, mm-hmm. you know, magically it would like, I would tighten up. I'd feel so thin. I'd feel amazing. I'd be like, look at me, you know, like, and then people would be like, and look at you, you look so great, you know? And I'm like, don't I? Thank you. You know? So, um, it just, and even, you know, moving to New York city and, and starting on Broadway, you know, I, I wasn't super young. I was 24, 25 when I, when I first mm-hmm. got my first show. And, um, you know, I was like the girl with the good body and, and that was, um, it was all encompassing. It was my every thought. Mm-hmm. It was my every move. It was so shameful if I, if I gained a few pounds, it was, you know, I just was 
obsessed with how my body looked, purely mm. how it looked. And I also was obsessed with going to the pizza place and binging when nobody's watching and making an entire, you know, eating to the point of like extreme uncomfortability and then telling myself that that's okay because then I just won't eat afterward for as long as I can. And honestly, not even, and, and feeling really proud of myself for being on on that, like feeling like I got this, this is all good, Mm -hmm. you know, not even realizing how detrimental that is to my health and my well-being, you know, mentally and physically. Um, and, and, and then I got, you know, obvious. And of course there are so many other little nuances and things along the way, you know, I, I can't, I I could go on and on and on and on. (laughs) Um, but then I, I got pregnant and, um, and that was also another, cra- you know, I really didn't even gain that much weight, but it was crazy just stepping on the scale and seeing these numbers. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and that's because there's a baby in there, you know, like you can't, you can't start at 120 pounds and still be 120 pounds when you're eight months pregnant, you know, like right. even that can't happen. Um, so anyway, I just... I, I, I started, I knew I needed to change. I mm-hmm. knew I needed to, f- to find freedom with, um, with my food choices. And I, you know, I was in jail. I was behind bars. Oh. I was like, so locked up and, um, and I needed to find the freedom to, to eat and feed myself and, and feel full. But not feel bad and and yeah. and also have I do think it's okay to want your body to look and feel a certain way you know I it's such a it, it is a tricky thing to be like well you know yes like body love and body acceptance and absolutely any size is beautiful but I also think it is okay to say, but I, I do like, I do like to be in a slim and trim body mm-hmm. that, that is my best. It's also okay if I fluctuate and if I'm living my life and I don't have to like live and die on every minute detail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was pregnant, I just, I, I kind of fell into plant-based eating and it, it just gave me this freedom to like fill my plate and fill my belly and feel nourished and be excited about eating healthy and, and not, um, not out of a rebellion or not out of a depression and, um, and, and maybe, you know, still give myself that, you know, comfort when I need it, but just in the form of whole food and, and to, to really honor myself. Um, and of course it's, it's, I'm a lot better now, but I'm not, there is no cure for this. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I walk in my shoes every day and, and some days I, I fall, you know, and some days I'm, I'm back, I'm back there. I'm, you know, I'm inhaling something that really doesn't make me feel good or, yeah. um, and then I have to tell myself it's okay. You know, this, this meal does not define me. This moment does not define me. Um, This doesn't mean I am off track. This doesn't mean, you know, I'm bad. Like it means I'm a a person. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I just know that, that the more I, I do feed myself healthy, fresh food, the better I feel. 
Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick pause and come back and talk about a few more things. And I actually have a few things I want to say about what you just said. So we're going to take a quick pause and we'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, team. So we are back. Um, Katie, just before uh, we took that break, you were talking about, um, you know, it's okay to want to feel a certain way in your skin. And the thing for me that has kind of then the shift away from what the scale says, right, is do I feel at peace? Do I feel like my body is like, this feels good, right? And for me, the binging was, um, I, I mean, I have a similar story around, uh, mine's more about being overweight. Yours was about, you know, like tr- obsessing with being like the skinny, having the flat stomach when you're little. But for me, as I got older, the shame I felt around my body was attached to my size, right? And attached to lovability, Mm -hmm. right? And as I grew into my late twenties, the binging, the binging became more consistent because I was attaching my body with, with a guy wanting to date me. And if I was ever home on a Friday night because I wasn't waiting tables that night, right? But I was home alone. My roommate was out or whatever. The pizza was delivered. The bottle of wine was open and maybe a bag of chips. Like there was, it was a feast and it would, I would just eat. And I would, now looking back, I would eat to like, die, like to, to kill the feelings of loneliness, basically. Uh-huh. And one of my girlfriends down years later when we were chatting about this, she was like, you know, loneliness for her, I agree with her. Loneliness is one of those emotions that shows up like a Mack truck. It just like shows up and you're like, oh my God, it like hits you and takes your, takes the wind out of your sails. And when I would feel extremely lonely, shame around my body was right underneath loneliness. And then the easiest way to fix all of it was to eat. Mm-hmm. So to get ahead of, to, to, to move forward with my relationship to my body meant I needed to figure out that stuff, not the pizza. I needed to figure that out. I needed to work on that. What was the thing I was trying to numb out? Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I'm still, you know, geez, in the last year and a half, there have definitely been nights where I'm like, I am just eating. I know I am. I know I'm doing it. Um, I think, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Um, I think the shift though, is that the next day, I'm not beating myself up as much as I used to. Some days I'm a human. I'm like, oh God, Steph, that was not the best choice. But 
previous me, the binge would happen and then it would continue for days. Mm-hmm. The, the binging and the withholding as is what I would do is all both are coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, well, what is it? What's the thing? And it's not that there's a thing. It's, it's, it's a coping mechanism for whatever it is that's going on in your life at that moment. And so, you know, yeah, it becomes like, and, and, and so, you know, relatable to, for me, like you're saying, you know, the guy or the, this, or the, that, you know, I would tell myself, you know, like I have been so lucky to be working on Broadway for so long. And I would really tell myself that the only reason that I ever got any job was because of how my, of my shape or my size or my appearance, mm. you know, like I'd be like, well, they must've needed, you know, you know, somebody to look good in a, in a whatever. And that's why I got the job, you know, mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'm talented or people like me or anything like that, right, you know, right. or, or that guy, you know, likes me or doesn't like me, you know, he probably doesn't like me because I'm, I'm not the skinniest girl or whatever. Um, anyway, but you know, the, the, the binging or the withholding are just coping mechanisms to, to life and mm-hmm. to the, to the, you know, ebb and flow of life and the things we go through. And my biggest advice to people is to grant yourself grace because the problem is, is that if you binge to cope with some struggle you're having or some anxiety you're having, then you have to cope again, the fact that you binged. And so then that becomes another, you know, it, then it becomes the vicious cycle. So the thing is, is that you have to really be present and say, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that was, that was that moment. I am not in that moment any longer and that's okay, yeah. you know, and carry on um, so that you're not just in this cycle of, of coping through food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being so um, upfront and honest about this because I know people are going to listen and, but you know, everyone everyone attaches things to different lists, you know, to different episodes in different ways. And it's just important to me that people don't feel alone. And that's really like my goal with this whole thing. Um, Absolutely. Um, I'd love to hear quickly um, what's next and how's Somerset going? Cause that just came out the cookbook Somerset. How's it going? How are you feeling about it? What's the response feeling like and what's next for you? Well, of course, when you, when you put out a product, when you put out a book, um, you know, the self-doubt creeps in and I'm like, this is trash. (laughs) (laughs) This is awful. None of these recipes, you know, I didn't try them enough, whatever. Like Mm. this one sucks. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, putting this one in there. And then, you know, the thing is, is, is that first of all, not everybody's going to like everything and that's okay. Right. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like your recipes and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the response has been amazing. And um, I really feel lucky that, you know, the, the community that I have on Instagram is, um, which is, you know, pretty much where I share everything, um, mm-hmm. is super supportive and positive and um, even, you know, critiques that I get are in, in the nicest way. And I love getting feedback. So Somerset's been going great. People have been loving it. You know, people, I'm always shocked. People, people make, people make the shit, you know, (laughs) they make the recipes. People are using the cookbook. (laughs) I know. I, I, it's true though. I'm shocked. I'm like, 
because sometimes I'm like, oh, you're just doing me a solid by getting yeah. the book, you know, so nice <laughs> of you. Thank you. And, but then people like make it and make, make so many things and drink the smoothie every morning. Yeah. And, you know, it's just amazing. So it's going really well. And, um, you know, someday I, you know, I, I also package them and ship them mm-hmm. out of my house and some days I have zero orders and some days I have 20 orders. And, you know, this morning awesome. I dropped off three books and it's just a, it's a slow and steady process. And, yeah. um, and I do feel very proud just to, just to be doing something. It also showed me, you know, I love, I love manifesting. I love opening myself up to the universe, but there's also something about tangible action and, yeah. and really doing something. So I, I felt really proud of of myself because that's something I kind of struggle with. I, I, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I'll just see where the, where the universe guides me. And I do love that. But, Mm -hmm. um, but this time I, I just went for it and I I took the action. So that was great. And now, um, it's feels crazy because I'm going back into rehearsal next. I'm yeah. In September. Okay. Um, early September, and we're opening Tina on Broadway, um, October 8th. And I have all sorts of, you know, mm-hmm. mixed emotions and things about it. And I'm, I'm really trying to, this is, this time in life is just such an exercise in going with the flow and mm-hmm. releasing, releasing the idea that we have control over anything. Oh my God. God. You know, um, and, and, and just, you know, cause I, cause we don't know what's going to happen and and hopefully it's wonderful and, and we have to be ready for, um, you know, bumps in the road. So, um, but I am very excited and I I can only imagine that getting back into a room and hearing the music and dancing this stuff going to be so overwhelming. Every video that's being shared this week of like the waitress cast singing their, I was like bawling, bawling, the lion King, you know, can you even, it's like, I just have goosebumps thinking about it. I know. I I think about, I, I, people are going to look at me when I'm bowing the first night be like, is that girl? Okay. Is she okay? Cause I feel like I'm just going to be doing the ugly cry, you know? Well, listen, like this, our community, this industry has literally been shut down and 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 I don't think that people outside of it quite understand the extent of the shutdown and like why should they it's not their world I get it but like it has been tough so it's a huge thing to celebrate and it's you know it makes me proud to be in the community especially makes me proud when other people in the community also say they're crying every time they watch those because we lead with our heart. We just do. And from talking to you today, one of the things that inspires me the most is that you lead from the heart with both parallel lives that you lead as an actor and as a, as a food blogger, I guess that's what we call it. (laughs) It's really inspiring to hear you talk about it and the passion that you have for it. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, You can find Katie online at Instagram is Katie Weber. Katie Weber NYC. It is. It is. Okay. Yes. Katie Weber NYC. Website is Katie Weber NYC, where you can buy the cookbooks. Yep. Um, and I look forward to planting my feet in New York sometime soon and, and having a cup of coffee or a glass of wine in person. Absolutely. Um, and 
catching up that way. But thank you for being here. Good luck with everything. And uh, till next time, everybody, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.